It's bonus time, where Honored Athletics LLC would allow us to present to you the audio version of their weekly Friday night YouTube series. Let's get to it and see what the crew has in store this week. You are tuned in to Athletics LLC with Lamar, Lucius, Big League Chew, him, my man Clyde, and the governor. You are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. Yes, sir. We are talking past, past present, present, future. future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. Find. <laughs> Lamar always getting that last word in right before the record happens, right? So anyhow, anyhow, welcome to another fun episode of Athletics LLC. I have to get like sound effects to do that <laughs> or like the digitizer so anyhow um or you could do the right thing and just stop doing it no <laughs> that's no fun i like it i like it that's no yeah. fun so well see I mean, well you're always we're always getting on the, the ep when he even tries to carry half a note so, right, so. <laughs> i know i can't carry a note yeah. in a purse so <laughs> So obviously we have five tiles. We're missing an extra tile, but we've got a guest this week. So we'll definitely say hi and give a great introduction um, for that tile. But uh, we'll let the gentleman say hi and hellos. So I'm going with the easy one first. Governor, how are you today? <laughs> Still getting over this flu and um, feeling better every day. Uh, so we've got a big weekend. This is homecoming coming up this weekend. So you know, trying to rest up as much as I possibly can because, you know, it's 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 going to be hectic. But, um, yeah, you know, no rest for the weary. No, after you said how Texas is in red last week, I literally, like, sanitized everything. I was like, don't, <laughs> can't do it, can't do it. And I told the kids, don't yeah. share anything, doorknobs, wash your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, not happening. Just, hey, just type, like, flu CDC. And a map will pop up, and I promise you, it will scare the bejesus out of you. Really? Oh, it's bad. It is no. bad. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Governor. You have <laughs> you've ruined at least the next two weeks of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting my flu shot tomorrow, so I'm good. Anyhow, um, Sir Lucius, how are you this evening, sir? I am wonderful. I'm back, back in my home, my home city. You know, hanging out for a couple of days, checking on my mama and. I'm good. I'm a little, yeah. little chilly up here, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I know there's a few people who are wondering, can you give everyone an update on mom since everybody heard? There was um, no, mom's, mama's, mama's, she's doing better. Um, she was up in Cleveland, had a procedure up there at the Cleveland Clinic, and she's now back here in Columbus. Actually, just a little bit outside of Columbus at Canal Winchester, but um, she's at a rehab facility there and she's doing well. And I spent a couple hours with her there today and um, uplifted her spirits and mind. So it was a good deal. Nice, good. I'm good. sure that's gonna make a lot of people happy to hear. So good. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank, I thank everybody for all their prayers. I do. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. See, and then this man goes and changes his name like twice. And then I don't even know how to pronounce what he just put. Lamariano, Yankees, and six. Oh, I mean, it's pretty good. It was, somebody. but I feel like uh, it's, 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 I feel like it wasn't spelled right before. When I looked at it before, it wasn't. Wait, wait, what's so what's so good about that? <laughs> um, listen, okay, if you are a Yankee fan, you take everybody's 
shots, which is fine, right? You you know that when you when you join the fandom at birth. And and so one of my guys, his dad was running off at the mouth when he was here in town, um, when uh, the Yankees got walked off in game three. And so they were down two to one in the twins. And he's like, oh, they're done. They're losing tomorrow. I said, well, I'm not an NCAA coach. So I got money says that we win not only game four, but game five. Good answer. Good answer. Right? He kept running his mouth. I was like, listen, I can't hear you until there's dollars and cents in this conversation. He kept running his mouth. I was like, okay. So we won game four. I was like, I don't hear nothing because your money's not where your mouth's at. And he was like, oh, they're definitely going to lose in five, blah, 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 blah. I was like, wait a minute. You just told me they're going to lose in four. And Garrett Cole was trash and he wasn't going to get it done. He won two games. Oh, okay. So after Giancarlo hit the three-run home run earlier in, in the first inning, I called him was like, same energy? No? You don't same energy? So, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Awesome. Sorry I asked. <laughs> Your life is better because you asked. If you, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm let you rock with that because like, this is not going to go well for me, no matter what I say. Nope. So. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it isn't. As long as, as long as we all know, right? The man yes. keeps going. As <laughs> we'll take our L and walk away. <laughs> yes, well, you will. last, last, but definitely not least. Oops, sorry. Um, we have a great face, a great tile to join us. Uh, we have the newly appointed, recently appointed, not newly appointed, um, director of track and field for Ohio State. Um, there are def definitely other accolades, but I'm going to stop at that one so that we can let her talk about it. Excuse, excuse me, Miss Chu. Um, yes. We need oh. proper introductions. Is it the is Ohio State? The Ohio State. Oh, the Ohio State. Like, what did I miss? I literally looked it up to make sure I said <laughs> yeah. everything right. Yeah. The Ohio State. I, mean, you, I forgot Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. The Ohio State. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's I didn't know you were talking what? about me. That's because they got tired of getting confused with Ohio University. Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, wait. Well, we've had that. Yeah. So, first off, in the portal, because we know Sir Locius doesn't know about the portal himself, just what he gets to sign. Is. It is under the Ohio State uh -huh. because I was trying to look up Ohio State for something. I don't, and this wasn't recently, but I was like, O-H-I-O. -O, and literally in my head, I'm hearing your voice, O-H-I-O. -O. And I'm like, I know I'm not that stupid. Like it's four letters. I can't get this wrong. And so finally I go by some other method and it says the Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and trademarks. They have it trademarked is a, the word. Exactly. Yes. It is a thing. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Well, anyhow, Miss Roslyn, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for ha having me. Thank you. Yay, 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 yay. Well, um, obviously we know where you are now, but um, if you wouldn't mind giving us what you want us to know about where you've come from and where you've been. Sure. Yeah, I am. So I was actually born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, about three hours south of Columbus. Um, came to the Ohio State University as a student athlete. I was actually recruited as a 400 hurdler. I hate that race. <laughs> I feel like that's common. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you have to be a 400 hurdler to be a 400 hurdler. You have to love that race. Um, and so admittedly, um, had a coaching change um, during the, the person that recruited me left. And while I missed her, that was Candy Young. Um, it was an opportunity for me to slide over to the, 
to the long jump pit. Um, so I took it. I took that opportunity. <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> no, you know, I showed her one day and it's like, well, she's not here. I'm just going to go over there. Um, and so had a had a brief stint as a as a hep, because um, if you heard on your long jump, you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> we try to make you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you see me, I can't I, I can't <laughs> see my life. So um, you know, ended up just just in the the long and the triple uh, and some relays, the the short relay <laughs> that is uh, as a student athlete at at the Ohio State University. Uh, finished my last competition year in 05, 2005, graduated in 2006, um, and thought I was gonna be a teacher. That was the plan. Teach third grade. Um, uh, had an opportunity, had a coach that told me, you know, hey, if you want to go to grad school, Auburn University, looking for a grad assistant, you can still train. Um, and I, I took it. I mean, I just, I went on a whim. Uh, I tell the story now, I had no clue where Auburn University was. I just, I took it and you fly into Atlanta and I thought, I can live in Atlanta. And, and, and you had to get in the car. <laughs> left instead of a right i just yeah so where are we going you know we're in a hotel um you know but it it you know it was it was great i think so uh ralph Spry's first person to hire me um and you know treated me like family i went there as a essentially it was a a, a ga position but um, they only had five full-time coaches at the time so i was actually able to <laughs> They put me work doing everything a six uh, full time coach would do for probably about a fourth of the pay. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. Um, right. Uh, I, well, we'll do that I in learned, this sport for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? But I and I and I hadn't I didn't know any better. So I thought it was great. The experience and, and you know, sure, coach, I love to learn care logs. And uh, I mean, you know, I thought I, I thought, <laughs> wow, they really trust me. Um, and so, right. you know, I did, the same. I, had, I did the same. I had no clue. I had no clue. So, you know, really learned the business. Uh, coaching staff there took took me in. You know, was showed me the business, treated me well. Um, was there for two years. Uh, during that time, Ohio State had actually it was a combined program when I was a student athlete. It had uh, split during my time at Auburn. So Karen Dennis became the head coach for the women. Um, and she called, um, actually she saw me at nationals say, Hey, I, you know, I have a position. I need you to apply. Um, and you know, if I'm honest and, and she'll tell the story sometime, um, initially I told her, no, um, I didn't, I didn't know if I was ready. You know, all the doubts that you have is probably a new professional. I just didn't know. Um, and so I, after the phone call where I told her, no, um, that day I knew Karen Dennis is a hell of a recruiter because I was packing my bags <laughs> by the end of the phone call, um, headed to, headed back to, to Columbus, Ohio, um, as the women's, I actually came in as the women's field event coach. So I had everything, uh, throws, pole vault, <laughs> all of it, all of it. Um, uh, you know, but, but, you know, being able to really just have some great mentors, um, Again, the staff at Auburn supported me as well. I was able to call and, you know, get get information. Jerry Clayton was very good to me from a field event coach. He's he's a heck of a, a field event coach. And so, you know, I'd call him and say, I got a I got a javelin thrower. <laughs> Help. Um, 
and and he would you know send me the video what do you, what do you need what do you what are you trying to do so uh really got got an opportunity to grow in the profession and you know i think what was important is that probably everybody asked me <laughs> uh just about every meet I went to, how, how did you get that job? How did you get that job? You know, the, the resume probably wasn't what they thought it should be. Um, the experience, you know, whatever it is for a high caliber job, but I, I really didn't look at it. One, I, I was a student athlete here, so it was home. You know, I, I have a passion for this place. And so if someone's gonna ask me to, to do it and think I can do it well, then I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, but two, you know, I learned then that it was a trust-based business. And so, you know, for all the, the accolades or the resume or whatever it was, how did you get this job was uh, Karen trusted me. Uh, and I didn't want to, you know, do anything to lose that trust. And so really that's how I work day in and day out. Um, you know, people say, oh, Karen likes you, but I worked as if Karen was gonna fire me every day, every day. <laughs> you know, I, I just, and you never, you never threatened, you know, but I had, you know, you have to work that way uh, and know that, you know, her success is ultimately my success uh, and vice versa. So uh, really just whatever needed to be done, um, I did it. Uh, you know, whatever wasn't getting done that I thought needed to get done, I did it. And so, you know, really just uh, tried to, try to um, fill the gaps for, you know, obviously someone who's a legendary coach and and you know has all the accolades i just wanted to su support and help and i think that uh that gets lost sometime you know when you have a vision for how you want your career to be uh you start off with the things you want to do uh, but you have to be able to do the job you're asked to do and do it well uh, and so i started there you know what it, it, i never did it to be a head coach to be associate coach uh, I was I was damn near doing it for free at the last place. I did it because I wanted to do you know a good job uh, for the person that put their trust in me. And so uh, went from women's assistant coach uh, in twenty, geez, I don't even know what year that was. Twenty thirteen, I believe. Um, they combined the program again and gave Karen uh, both programs. Uh, so combined men and women uh, under Karen Dennis and was. I was elevated to associate head coach for the men and women uh, and just, you know, kept winning, kept doing the things that needed to be done. Uh, and so since <coughs> the of, of 10 years with, um, with Karen in the program, uh, I really just um, probably knew it was time to grow a little bit, you know, um, as much as I've, obviously I'm, I'm happy here. I wasn't looking to leave. Uh, you know, Karen would tell me that if we don't, if we don't move, then the, the, the coaching tree doesn't grow. So if everything that she's teaching is, is all in one place, then, you know, it stays in one place. And so uh, got a phone call, had, had an opportunity, had some interviews um, that I didn't get uh, when, where you think you want to be uh, and mm -hmm. got a phone call of somewhere I didn't know I needed to be um, and kind of took the leap of faith at, at Southern Illinois uh, as director for men and, and women, uh, track and field and cross country there. Uh, was there for four years uh, during that program. I tell you what, coaching, being a head coach during COVID as a first-time head coach, I, I, I got more resume experience and more gray hairs than I ever knew was going to be possible. Um, but, you know, I, I was fortunate to be in a place that 
you know, they supported me and gave me the opportunity. And again, just wanted to do a good job. And so the, the, the plan or the goal, to be honest, was, was not to come back. Um, I tell everybody, as I thought that I wouldn't have sold my house the first time, you know, I, I, I moved on to, to grow. Um, and so to get a call from uh, Gene Smith recently, you know, saying, hey, I had a meeting with Karen and we need to talk. I, you know, I asked, she okay? Like, I just want to make sure, you know, why are you calling me? Um, and so, you know, that, that for me was, was really um, just a blessing to be able to, to have someone trust me uh, with, with a program of this stature. But at the same time, this is second home for me. So again, as a student athlete and a coach, I've spent uh, 15, 15 years here. So um, wow. this is, this is home. And, you know, I, I, if anybody, you know, I tell the team that if anybody in here, if you, whatever you've done, I've done it first, right. Done it better. Um, and, you know, and, and I want to see it continue to grow. So no one's going to have probably a, a bigger passion for uh, the Ohio State University than I, than I would. <laughs> Joe Brown thinks he does, but he doesn't. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wow. He and I, we, we, we go back and forth. He's, um, we were actually teammates together. So we have uh, really almost a brother and sister relationship. So I said, I, I've known Joel since I was 18 years old. Uh, oh. and I know him since he was, he's older. I make sure people know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell him when he was about 20 going on 18, but you know, you know, we we watch each other grow just as people in the profession. You know, we know each other's spouses, our children, and so that that probably makes it even more special to just see. You know, that that was never a conversation we had as teammates about being coaches, being coaches at our alma mater. So, uh, you know, that that makes it even more special to to share that. Well, I um, I, I absolutely. I uh, love hearing your story, um, and I, I see a common thread, you know, and, and having been through uh, Sir Lucius's coaching tree and, you know, and, and experiencing that experience and then going on to Florida State, um, the common thread I'm sensing right there is that if you were not getting paid for it, would you still do it? And it's something that's lost on coaches today that the amount of love that you have to have for your craft the amount of love that you have to have for helping young people uh you know helping them develop as men and women um if you could if you can't do this job for free then you're probably going to have a very very hard time yeah, don't and get in it for the money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I don't think it matters what level you're at because mm -hmm. even at the highest level, I mean, that dedication to your craft, that dedication to your athletes and, you know, the, the time and energy that's spent just trying to get these kids to motivate them, to, mm -hmm. to, to keep them going. Um, and God knows, I mean, there's so much more that's, that's seeping mm -hmm. into our sport now Mm -hmm. that, that you're, you're adding layers to yeah. just getting them to the line now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah, I, I, I appreciate your story. Um, I, I want to know, um, you know, 
were you able to spend time with Gene Smith before you left, you moved on to Southern Illinois? And what kind of uh, advice did he give you? No, yes, I did. You know, I, I made that call with he and our, um, our sport AD at the time, um, really just asking um, career advice. You know, when you're hiring, you know, what are you looking for? Um, what, what, you know, what makes a good head coach? coach? Uh, and, and a lot of my questions were because I wanted to be successful when I left. Right. It wasn't to come back. It was for when I leave, how to, you know, someone who's, who's a giant in the in industry, like he is, you know, what are you looking for? How, how do people elevate? You know, what, why are people hired? Why are they fired? Uh, you know, things like, like that. And I think during that conversation uh, probably did help him realize that, you know, I've, I've thought about it more than just, you know, um, being an assistant. I really thought about the industry how I can grow. Um, and, and in that conversation, you know, he, he let me know that, you know, wherever you go, if you leave uh, and you've done a good job, you, you remain an internal candidate. And so I, I took it as a hint, but I didn't take it as a hint. I, you know, yeah. I, had no good, I yeah. still sold my house. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think just, um, you know, just, just to know that in leaving uh, wherever I was going to go, uh, he he made the comment that I had left an impression on that program, um, and and more importantly, what you know, Karen told me I had to go, and so you know she joked that I didn't want to leave, but like we were comfortable, we worked well together, I had some success, but again, it it was the next step for me. To, so to have her and him say you you have to do this, um, you know I. I I love my time at Southern Illinois, but I, I called AD back almost in tears saying I'm, I'm coming, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. because, uh, and, and he understood, you know, but what I appreciate for him at the time as well is, um, you know, to be honest, even as, as a, as a white male, he, he knew that you're not going to get a lot of these calls, unfortunately. And yeah. so I want to give you this opportunity because I, I, you know, I've, I've done the research. I, you know, he, we, we have some common mentors and people that he knew and so I had to take that as well as uh as a hint that uh, there's not a lot of ADs that are gonna just trust um a, a young black female with their with their men and women's programs yes. um and so you know I couldn't pass that up because I didn't know if they'd come up again and and so that was you know to be able to have that candid conversation was nice because it's something you're thinking about and you're wondering, um, you know, he, he, you're good. You, he told me then that the idiot that Southern told me then Gene Smith might call you back one day and, and I'll be happy for you, but this is where you can come and I'll support you so you can grow. And so to have really everyone around me telling me you have to do this. I mean, Kara's last words to me were, you got to take it or I'm going to fire you. So you don't have a job. And I go, okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm coming, you know, I get it. Um, but bec because again, that that growth uh, can be uncomfortable and it can be scary. But, you know, I think that a lot of people saying you're ready, uh, you need to do this. Um, it, it, it was it was motivating. It was scary, but it was motivating. So uh, Gene Smith had had, you know, those words for me as, uh, as well as pretty much, I mean, everybody that I talked to, no one could tell me not to go. Um, mm -hmm because of the opportunity it presented. 
but also the conversation with him meant that it presented an opportunity for me to have experience uh, to possibly come back uh, one day. And, and that was huge. I, 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 I want uh, everybody to been tuned in from the beginning of this. I hope that everybody heard how dedicated you were to being a great assistant coach yep. and that your charge wasn't to be the head coach was to be a great assistant coach because, you know, that was my, my mantra as well. I was just trying to be a great assistant coach and it grew into what it grew into. Um, and so, you know, kudos to you and kudos to those, those around you who were smart enough to see what you were doing and elevate you in the sport. And also, you know, big props to Ralph for giving you that opportunity right out of college as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my question is, um, you know, you guys have had a you know, pretty good history. But I know from even talking to Karen and talking to Joel a little bit before, you know, there's a, I would say a, uh, a want to be better at the national level. So what do you think yeah. you guys have to do to, to get to be a, more of a prominent force at the national level? Coach, I feel like I feel like you're taking notes on me now. Is this a recruiting strategy or is this? <laughs> um, you know, and please, please, please don't take offense to this, but I don't take notes. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't take notes. So we're good. Uh, I, I, I'm so, no, see, I'm just I'm just trying to get people to see because you know I know you better than most, right? Um, Karen shared a lot with me about you during your growth. And so I just want people to see that you're not just throwing paint at the wall, hoping that it sticks, that you have a plan. I don't look, I don't need specifics, you know, because if you ask me the same yeah, question, no, I want you, no. I'm not going to give specifics either, right? So <laughs> <laughs> we can, I mean, you know, the, the sport, it, it, it is what it is on the men's side. Um, you know, I, I've, I've recruited some great track and field athletes that are playing on Sunday and they're going to choose to play on Sunday because that's where the money is. You know, but at the same time, if we can get to a point where uh, we're investing in in the men, where they feel like this is this is an opportunity um, post college, uh, then you can get some of the best men nationally. And I don't I don't see why Ohio State can't be a top five national team. And then the way my mind kind of works, if we're gonna be top five, why can't we be top three? And if we can't be, if we're gonna be top three, then I mean, that's just where we are. And so, you know, I've already tasked the, the staff with that in the recruiting is that um, if, if we're going to build, as they say, build, um, you know, we, we're not going to start with top 25. Why, let, let's get the best in the country, in the world and, and you know, start moving. And now um, there's some there's some risks to that with the men's side. And when they're hitting, they're hitting it. They're not hitting. Ooh, it's gonna be a long season, um, but you know I just think that there's an opportunity to do that here. And then with the women, there's there's the depth, and you know I've I've enjoyed the opportunity to grow women um, in the sport in general. Uh, so where sometimes the men you're just finding the best athletes and just as you mentioned earlier, get them to the line. Uh, but for the women, there's really you know a lot that you can do with some numbers and help them grow in the sport. Uh, and, and have a have a, a national caliber team as well. So um, I think to to answer your co your question, coach, you know, we've started to look at it differently per gender, and and I think you know that that how structured it even has been um, different um, than when when I was here before, 
you know, trying to be more focused and more individualized with uh, gender specific with the sprints group. It's been our bread and butter. I mean, that's no secret. You know, I'm a jumps multi-coach, but um, I'm at the meets. I can tell you the points. I know how it works. Uh, and so how can we focus there and have a team or, or have a, a staff that understands that this is, you know, this is what we got uh, to do to be national caliber. And if, if the events that we're investing in win, then we all, all win. So I need a throws coach to, to go see a jumper or a hurler, then this, this is what we got to do. Um, and then on the women, how can we find uh, you know, I don't want to call them the diamond in the rough, but there are a lot of women who who don't know. Like I was, I was recruited as a as a four hundred hurdler, and I probably would have been awful at it if I'm being honest. You know, a long time. <laughs> I, I just, I just, you know, because I was going to be made into a four hundred hurdler. But if we can find the passion and figure out, you know, where the growth needs to be, and, and get the the right women, uh, you know, in the right events at the right time, then you know we have an opportunity to really um create a special team so i mean yeah not just throwing stuff at, at the wall i think the goal right now though is uh to to elevate the men nationally um to build some confidence there with the program uh, when you're at a place like ohio state and and football sounds like they're you know the, the dominant force but what i enjoy about ohio state is there's 36 sports and that every day motivates me because wrestling is good, fencing is good, swim and dive is good, rifle is good, and you don't want to be the scrub sport. You don't want to be the sport where they say, you know, uh, well, are you as good as fencing? Uh, I, I want to say yes. And so I think, um, you know, even the recruiting strategy that we can use with other or from other sports has been helpful as well. So we, yeah, we really have kind of focused on how we can elevate the men finding just finding the guys that are ready to to be here and win uh nationally uh again i like the development piece but um there's not a whole lot of time for that we you know we're trying to win trying to win early so we only get contract extensions if uh the resume proves you deserve it so at some point you know we can't wait till till the end of it and start talking about what the plan is we gotta we gotta start now That's it. Welcome, Clyde. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm sorry for my, my tardiness. Okay. We forgive you, you, sir. Got hit with that Bay Area traffic. <laughs> hey, listen. It, it, was on, it was on crack today. Warriors, <laughs> Warriors opening the season. I don't know what's going on. Oh, Everybody yeah. else not and they're opening the season against the Lakers and getting their rings today. Everybody's outside today. Mm. <laughs> Tough. Uh, Lamariano or Clyde, do you have a question or well, I hope, to bring the light? I had a few, but I hope I'm probably they probably got repeated. I'm just gonna throw one out there if it's already been asked. I bet it. Let me know, Miss Ross. It, it's it's not often that young coaches are in a position to replace legends. Do you feel the pressure of that? What is what is it to what does it mean to you to you know to follow the great Karen Denton? 
No, I, I absolutely. I mean, you know, I think that if you don't recognize that, then you probably should be in the seat because the seat's hot. It's, it's a hot seat. <laughs> um, you know, but I think again, if if this wasn't uh, my alma mater, if it wasn't a place that you know I felt really entrenched in what you know what we can do, if I hadn't had the opportunity to see how she's done it, and, and you know, feel like. Uh, I, some things have, have rubbed off on me, then I would probably feel less confident. But, um, you know, really internally, you get the call and, and it sounds exciting and you do, you do a lot of like, oh, okay, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, and, and really it was, it was my husband, he was like, well, anybody in the country gonna have to replace the legend. Anybody that coming in would have to replace her. Um, and so it's going to be hard for anybody coming in. And so why not you? You know, why not you? And I think, um, you know, again, just just really the, the affinity I have for this place uh, made it one where it's not a, it's not really daunting because, you know, I know that um, I'm going to do my best. And, and you know, I know that she's, she's supportive. As, again, I've seen the formula uh, and it's, it's just something that, Somebody has to do it. And so I work, I work well under pressure. That's, that's how I prefer it. I'm more of a six jump type of jumper. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like. Good one. Good one. I like um, Well, my question for, for you, Rise, is a little more personal only because I've had the joy of actually standing next to you for four or five hours at a time. And, <laughs> and look, I used to call Rise the silent assassin. Right. She, she would just all of a sudden Roz was standing there. I was like, never heard her co show up. She coaches her kids and then she's gone. She's like Kaiser Shose. And so my question for you is, have you have you found that you kind of have to be a little more outside of yourself and a little more boisterous now that you are lead dog of the pack, so to speak? Yeah, yeah it definitely. It was something I'd say the last probably two years before taking the Southern Illinois, the, the Southern Illinois job that I realized, you know, that's something I had to work on because um, I do. I like keep my head down and, and work, um, you know, and, and I kind of look up and say, oh, OK, um, it's four by four. OK, um, especially again, I was a field coach. So, I mean, you know, so we, we if I was gone, I was probably going to the next coach's box um, oh yeah I always laugh when just, people talk just, about what what the food was at the coach's hospitality I was I, like never eating that I was gonna say bring my little turkey sandwich and you know call it a day so first first bus out last bus to leave always so, every time you know you know I just I, I mean there's some things there that I think um I knew yes I'd have to do and a lot of it to be honest is, is just this the development piece because everyone wants to know and, and I don't want it to seem like it's a secret or um or that I'm incompetent or that I'm hiding anything I just I just like to keep my head down and work um but I think that people internally around me know um you know day in and day out and so um I'm, I'm kind of the introverted extrovert or extroverted <laughs> introvert however that works so it's, it's like I can say a lot some days and some days I hey you know I we, we, we know the task, let's get to work. So um, I am working on that, trying to be, you know, trying to be more visible, if you will. But um, I'm also trying to stay true to myself. And, you know, I think that 
Uh, if I spread myself in a way that's probably too uncomfortable, then then it may come off as you know not authentic. And so I, I'm very mindful is that of that as well. Is that I try not to um, just hop in things to say I'm I'm here. You know, just try to get in in touch with um, what I'm trying to do. Do they align with the goals? Do they make sense? Uh, and then be strategic in those things. So. It, it's something I'm pro I'm definitely more aware of now that I'm in the seat. Before I would have said absolutely not, not do an interview. No, no, <laughs> and I don't have to. No, call Karen. You know? <laughs> um, so I, you know, I know it now, but um, at the same time, you know, I had to look at who was asking. I, all right, okay, all right, uh, I'll say yes to this one. Um, but no, I think at some point you got you got to stay true to who you are. So well, we are we are very appreciative of the fact that you chose us to uh, to, yeah. to grant an interview. Too. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Actually, the timing is what works out because this is this is actually my this is a good time for me. So <laughs> right, I know most people might say ten thirty, but this hey, these are my working hours. So. so I'm curious to know how you juxtapose uh, juxtapose <laughs> your um, your career up until Southern Illinois, being a servant, being someone that's, you know, just killing it hours and hours and hours, you know, into dedicating yourself and juxtaposing that with, okay, you're the boss now. And not only are you the boss, mm -hmm. you're the boss at one of the best track and field in, uh, programs in the country, right? One of the, one of the most recognized programs in the country. So it's no longer a situation where, you know, you can hide behind the great wall of Karen Dennis, right? Mm -hmm. You're walking into that room as a representative of the Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm curious to, to see, you know, it's been, I mean, you were announced in July, correct? July, yeah. yeah. June, June 14th, middle of June. Yeah. yeah. So... So you've had a couple months now, you're in the seat. Um, is there a moment, you know, in the last couple months where it's just kind of just hit you that this is real? Like, I need to really understand, I need to respect you know, where I'm at. And, um, you know, and, and going forward, I mean, how do you plan to, you know, use your voice? Because believe me, you now have, a very very powerful voice in our sport you know so tell us a little bit about that yeah i you know i'm i'm for for whether it's good or not i definitely um i i i'm working on delegating you know and that's something uh -huh. that i've i've learned to do uh and and had to do at southern Illinois. you know being in that seat helped me with some of the things that you can't do at all um, and so really just being able to trust and delegate the things that maybe I was mo most comfortable doing. Um, and, and so that I can then step out into some other areas that it wasn't that I was not comfortable, that that was not my, that was not my role. That was not the assignment. That was not what I was supposed to do. And so I didn't, but, you know, I, I understand that uh, there's things now that you, you just have to do uh, in this role. And so a, a lot of what I do is um, I, I'm probably a better listener than I am a talker. Uh, I like to write more than I like to just speak. And, and 
you know, that goes back to being my authentic self is there's going to be some things that um, I have to create ways to, to be visible and, and be able to use my voice, uh, but that it, it showcases who I am, the things that are important to me uh, and, and how I delegate to either staff or the people around me uh, so that, you know, really it's not, it's not my program, you know, and I, I tell, uh, I tell anybody that asked me that, the alum, the, the current student athletes, the staff, uh, these are not our kids. Uh, I ain't birth none of them. You, you know, they're not our kids. This is not my program. Um, it's our program. And so, you know, there's things that I realize, you know, I'm going to get the last call. Um, and, you know, the thing with leadership is, um, yeah, so everybody wants to take the credit, but you got to be ready to take the blame. Yep. And, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that because of the people that I feel are around me, the, the people I've put in place. And so I'm strategic about those things behind the scenes, you know, behind the scenes, that's, that's things that probably are not as visible, but if someone can ask me, why are you doing this way? Or how come you haven't done it? Or when are you going to do this? You know, I can answer, I can answer that. Here's, here's what the plan is. Here's what we're trying to do. But I think um, ultimately you just want to get to a point where you're not, um, you know, you're, you're out there and you're using your voice, but it's, it's for the benefit of the program, for the student athletes that are there, student athletes that are coming through. Um, because I am in the seat, it, it is, um, there, there's, I'm going to reckon, there's really not another job in the country that is as good as this one for me. Um, and so what that means is the people that are my assistant coaches, my head coaches, my goal is for them to become head coaches. The people that are the student athletes here, for, to move them on like so now my platform is not really betterment of me it's how can I elevate the people that come through here and then they tell the story you know they're your best recruiters and, and that's tough when you think about my how can I keep everything in and and elevate myself and elevate you know the Ohio State University but you actually do a better job if you can send people out and, and showcase um, how you build and how, how you mold people uh, again that's not just student athletes so I, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the voice is good and I know I got to work on it. I know. Uh, but again, that goes back to sometimes it's like to put my head down and work and, and, and the results, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for, for coaches to get head coaches job for national championship. Sorry, mouse. I, I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for that to be the indicator of what we're doing here. Okay. That, that's actually really well said. And it, it led me to my other question that I hoped has not already been asked. <laughs> so for reasons that, you know, I always struggle to comprehend the ascension of, you know, quality female coaches like yourselves in this business is often difficult to, to see through. What do you believe, you know, we all can do to not just keep the talented women in the profession, but continue to help everybody rise without people feeling like it's a threat to their situations? Yeah, yeah. No way, if I had the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'd, I'd, write, I'd write a book, I'm telling you. Um, you know, I will say that I have been very, very fortunate and very, very blessed uh, by the people that have hired me. 
and they've just supported me. Um, and, and I think, and you usually hear this and you do, you hear this with most women in the sport is you, you don't know if you're going to have to choose family, uh, over the business. You don't know if, um, you know, working hard is going to be seen as, um, uh, a weakness. Uh, if you, if you have a family, are you on the road or, you know, what qualities do you bring that are beyond X's and O's? And, and so I, I think I just had the benefit of having head coaches that hired me that um, saw that I was, I was working. So it, it may have looked different than what they're used to. I'm not in the, um, you know, at, at, when I went to Auburn, it was, you know, it was five men coaches. And so, I mean, <laughs> I, the, the lunches were, you know, they did a good job of trying to include me, but there's just things that I just didn't, well, one, that they had to order women's gear. I mean, there's just things that they just hadn't had to think about. <laughs> I, you know, we talked about that. And so, you know, there's, there's just things that it, unless you're aware that that's something that is uncomfortable for me as an assistant to even bring up, because I think it's going to be a weakness, right? I, I'll just take the small shirt. I look crazy in pictures. It's fine. Um, but, you know, but it takes someone to say, you know, hey, do, do you want a women's? <laughs> do, you know, mm -hmm. is this something? Because then you feel empowered in your role and you feel important. And you feel like you're seen and you feel like then the other qualities that I know I bring to the student athletes, to the sport, um, I have a platform to be heard. But if I got to come in and decide, well, do I want to come talk to you about a recruit or my clothing, then if I'm shut down, I either bring you nothing or hear me out. Or I bring you everything all at once. And, mm -hmm. and we get a bad rap for that as women um, because we're holding it in. And so, you know, I just had a, an opportunity to have uh, head coaches that would at least check on me. What, well, what do you need? Um, because then it gave, gave me an outlet. Um, I, it, it's actually my kid's birthday. I need a day off, you know. Um, and, and, and it's little things like that that I just, don't know if women feel like they can ask for things um, without seeming like it's 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 a sign of weakness in the profession and and I I just had coaches that, that just did a, a great job of that you know um, when I was pregnant with my first child Karen would come in the office turn the lights off tell me go home um, and so I I mean you go home and and really I was only there because I didn't want her to think because I was pregnant you know, uh, mm -hmm. I was, I was, you know, I, that I couldn't, I couldn't be at work. Um, but we actually work on the second floor, all stairs. I mean, I'm like 39 <laughs> That's and a, a decision. Half like, decision. Was, no, but I was coming. I'm Karen, I'm coming up. I, I got a break halfway up the stairs, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. Cause I, I want you to know that this isn't going to hinder, hinder my work. And just to be able to have someone say like it's it's okay I, I don't think that about you uh gave me confidence really to continue in the sport because I just don't know if we have enough examples to see that um to know how to maneuver it and and things like that that's why I'm I'm very open with the fact I I don't know if people know I have children but I have uh, to me I feel like I got a lot of kids you know I have three children um and, and so you know it's Ooh, it's a lot of kids, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I like to make that clear because I think that 
when you do look at the role, and I think that goes back to the earlier question, thinking that, well, you have to, to be a certain way and have a certain voice. And, you know, you can just model certain things that, that give people, you know, women in the sport an opportunity to, to grow and feel like, oh, you know, I, I, I was told my, in year one that I would probably have to make a decision. Do I want to coach? I don't say who. Do I want to coach or who? Do I want to be a mom? I mean, year one. And so had I thought that that was the, the path uh, for women in the sport, I probably would have got out. I, I so just, that, that wasn't, yeah, I mean, um, so ridiculous. and so, you know, to have a, uh, you know, Karen, who is a mom, say like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, you know, when I went to, to Auburn, Ralph Spry, his daughter was on the team. So, you know, you know, it just gave a different feel about what it meant to be in the profession and still be a parent. And I, I just, um, I, I got to see that early on. Um, and I just don't know if it's modeled a lot for, for women or at least talked about from men as well so that they know, like, hey, I get it, you know. I was like, I'm a dad. Yeah, they have a mom, but I'm a dad. I have responsibilities too. Uh, and I'm still doing a good job. So I, I, I wish I had the exact answer, but I can tell you that the people that I work for, you know, they did a good job in trying to make sure that work and home were, were a good balance. Because uh, I think women, we, we get guilty or feel guilty about having to choose one or the other. And um, the profession is the one that goes. Yeah. Well, um, that was actually going to be my question. So good job, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. You know somebody's going to steal it. It's always. I know. Way. I was. I was going to let it be like the closer and the finisher and the way to wrap it up, but uh, it happened. But that. But it. It is true. And and you know a little bit further into it is, um, I wanted to hear and you and you touched on it about being a director, and being a mom and being a female, you know, and that it's. Again, you know, we use the word balance. That's not the right word. We use the word juggling. It's not the right word because we're not at any point just throwing balls in the air. We literally, it's all strategic. And yeah. you highlighted that very well, very well. So thank you, thank you very much. Well, <laughs> definitely thank you for your time. And as no it is problem. closing hours for you, go enjoy at least 15 minutes to yourself. Um, <laughs> Definitely. We wish you all the luck going forward, heading into, you know, wrapping up cross, going into indoor, going into outdoor. Uh, we will all definitely see you sooner than later, for sure, for sure. But um, thank you again. Thank you for being you. Congratulations on the role. And uh, thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. No, I appreciate sure. you having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> That was good. That was good stuff. So, okay, I gotta say this because I think it's funny. I knew Roz had one kid. I didn't know she had three. And I, <laughs> and I coached in the conference with her for six years, five years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I had no idea she had three. I had no idea she had three kids. So wow. that's awesome. Look, I'm glad she said that though, right? Because she said, you know, not everybody knows I have kids. And she's like, I got a lot of kids. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, You know, because look, I, I obviously I'm not a mom, but I will say this from day one in the profession, I thought that that was one of those things that 
I was going to take on as a man and I was going to try to get as many other men as humanly possible to take on like that that thought is ridiculous it's totally because when I first came into the sport like I heard that said to a to a young female who was you know had just started coaching you know it's like you're going to have to choose between your career and having a family I was like um no no, you don't. Now you're gonna have, look. It may look different for you, right? Like you may have to do some things that are a little different. But that's that's the case if you're black. That's the case if you're left-handed. Like that's the, you know what I mean. Like that's the case if you're Asian. You know, Bro, like you, you're gonna have that, to do different that, things. I heard that said to a, a female who I did not know at the time at one of the conventions. I believe we were in Texas at the time. I just, you know, how the convention is everybody's kind of within an earshot of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard that conversation, and I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And when they broke that conversation, I made it a point to just slide my way in there and be like, hey, listen, that's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to that. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why people throw that particular narrative at women as if, like, every piece of that is wrong. Well, anyway. Well, you know, let, let's just call a spade a spade. The person that's throwing that narrative is the person that's, that feels inferior or threatened by the female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's easy. You know, yeah. that, or, that, that's an easy call. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe this is the same version of the word inferior that you're saying. Knows that. So let's say they're a single individual without family yet. I have to make this quote unquote thread or like this preempt, preemptive phrase so that they don't go and do it so i don't lose them so i don't lose them to the mm-hmm. whatever it might be and so you I mean, know. the general that, that's public, even that's even worse but. the general it public is. likes to struggle with different right you remember a couple of years ago when the head women's basketball coach at arizona was breastfeeding uh i think it's her daughter at halftime mm-hmm. yeah right and it was a story i was like why is this a story <laughs> right like this is not a story, nor is it our business, right? Because like, look, if you were a male coach, right? And you had a colostomy bag and you had to change it at, at halftime, nobody's reporting that. Yeah. Right, it's what you have to do as part of your life, but it has nothing to do with your ability to, you know, call plays and run the triangle. <laughs> right, so like, I just thought that was insane. Um, and I just, look, coaching is already a profession that you have to do because you love it. Even the crazy football coaches that get paid all the money, mm-hmm. you know what? You still have to do it because you love it because mm-hmm. at some point in time, it comes down to stuff that's just not monetary. Yeah. Right? At some point, no matter who it is, you, you, at some point in time, it comes down to stuff that's just not monetary. And so at the end of the day, like, like if somebody chooses the honorable profession of being a coach, be as supportive as humanly possible to Mm -hmm. them. When you're talking to them, uplift them, support them. Because listen, that's just like somebody choosing to tell you they want to go into the clergy. You understand that that's like, you got to give up things and this is going to be a life change. Well, you know what? It's, It's different, but it's the same. When you decide to be a coach, like you're giving up things and your family is going to be giving up things. Your significant other is going to be giving up things and your children are going to be giving up things. In particular, you, Mm -hmm. right? Like I said this to somebody one time because I was frustrated at, you know, about something. And I said, you know, I have spent more time raising other people's kids than I have my own. Yep. And that's a fact. Mm -hmm. 
right? That's not, listen, I can tell you this right now. If you, if, if I coached for 23 years, Lucius has coached for much longer than that. If you, if you coach that long, you've raised several families. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> generations, right? You've raised generations. Oh, yes. Much longer than that? Well, I wasn't, just, wasn't talking about just collegiately. You coached <laughs> high school before that. Well, why anyway. would that be much? Just yeah. I mean, this just... guy throws in, you've raised generations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was giving up, you know, crops. I wasn't, I wasn't calling you old. I'm just Small saying. armies. At, <laughs> yeah, see, 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 and some, I got the governor going. Listen, okay. at some point, at some point, the truth oh, has to be man. told about the honorable profession of being a coach is that you are, look, I told, I told a, a, a mom and dad this one time. By the time this is when when this is when they brought dropped them off as a freshman and they came into my office and I said, listen, I'm gonna give you a fact. By the time that your son, it was a it was a young man, by the time your son graduates from college, I'll probably know more about him than you do. Mm-hmm. Just because of where I'm at. Right? It's it's proximal, right? Not to mention that, you know, young men struggle to talk to their parents anyway, but they'll tell their coach everything. Yeah. Right, trust me. There's sometimes I wish I wasn't your coach. I was like, like I don't want to know that. And now that you told me, I got to deal with it. Right, like I, you know, I, I became a, a you know a, a first responder one time because a young lady came to my office and like had to tell me stuff, and I was like, all right. So now I got to call the cops and I got to do this and I got to do that. Right, but at the end of the day, like when you choose to be a coach, like you know all that going in. Like you're gonna be a psychiatrist. Yep. You're gonna be a philosopher. You're gonna be a, you know, you're gonna be a a a, a low low key physio, right? Like, you, like you you're gonna be like fifty different things to most of your student athletes, and nobody's gonna give you credit for any of it. They're just gonna ask you how fast do they run, how far do they jump. So if you know a coach, give them a hug, give her a hug, because they're doing a they're doing God's work. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's, well it, it, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, I mean, my last thing on Rosalind is that uh, her story uh, is, is the typical young Black woman trying to find a way in a sport gets thrown into the ocean at Auburn, right? Yeah. And in all seriousness, that could have determined her career. That was that moment where she's in new surroundings, took a left turn in, at, at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the Atlanta airport, right? Ends up in Auburn and it turns out that she had the right mentors and she had the right people around her to keep her going, you know? And, and that pretty much determined her ascent up the ladder and then to have people sit her down and tell her, hey, you have got to go. That, that is lacking in our sport, in my opinion. Oh, you know, yeah. Because, you know, and, and I'm sure Sir Lucius can speak to this because how many young men and young women has, has he had to sit down and say, hey, it's time to spread your wings, young man. It's time to spread your wings, young lady. Sorry, I'm just telling you, you, know, you probably, you probably don't wanna hear this right now. But it's time to go. You it's know, a very difficult conversation. It is. Absolutely. 
So yeah, I mean, that, that was, you know, I, I enjoyed hearing that story and it needs to be told more mm -hmm. and more, especially for the younger coaches out there, because at some point you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to. Yeah, know? I mean, can you imagine knowing what we know? Can you imagine your first job out of college is in the SEC? Oh, um, think about it. Think right? about it. That's a blessing and a curse for sure. With, with just the demand. It just means more, right, Clyde? Oh, oh, they say. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, behave tonight. Behave. I, could, I could, I could, how could you look? You lobbed that one up there for me. So therefore, I'm gonna lob it up for Clyde. Come on now. Oh, Which, of course, and of course, he dunked it. You know. <laughs> oh, all right. What you got for us, Chu? Well, you know, in the last however long this time uh, time duration was, we talked about the development of a coach. Let's change the lane a moment there and talk about you know how important in the development of an athlete, how important is the trust factor? Ooh. I, I, I don't know that there is anything bigger. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's a two-sided mm -hmm. coin. You know, mm -hmm. the athlete trusts in the coach, the coach trusts in the athlete. Um, and, and I think that you know, that's something, you know, we have t-shirts that should say, trust the process. Right. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know without the, the trust factor, how you ever become great at anything, but especially when you're talking about athletics, if you got an athlete that's coming to practice every day that trusts you, or if you're a coach goes to practice every day, not trusting the athlete, you are going to fail and fail mm -hmm. miserably. Yeah. Well, what's funny is. I feel like sometimes trust is hardest for this generation because of this thing, right? They, they have grown up being able to, in their opinion, always have every single answer right here, yeah. right? If you got a question, right? You, you don't have to go on a journey or a quest to find out the answer, right? And, and learn all the things you learn from that journey. You also no, don't have to trust someone's words and follow blindly, because that's what I had when I went to college. What they have is, hey Siri, how do I get fast, right? And, and Siri will give an answer. Yeah. It's wrong, but, but it'll give one, right? And so I, I, I couldn't agree more that I think trust is insanely important maybe nothing more important at all. But I think the generation we're dealing with now has the hardest time with it. Yes. Well, see, see I, th I think the bigger problem is not so much the phone. It's not so much, well, I shouldn't say it's not the phone. It's not so much as Siri, it's social media. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. You know, so you look on, you know, you're doing repeat whatever today and they're doing repeat whatever today. Well, why aren't we doing that? And my, my response is like, so maybe you should ask them why they're doing what we're doing, right? <laughs> but because they're doing something that's perceived to be easier, you know, or perceived to be more fun, and then you have the person in your back who's like, I want to do what they're doing. And so social media is the absolute, ugh. It's, and, you know. It's the bane of all coaches in, in exactly. uh, there you existence. Go. Exactly. And you know, comparison is a thief of joy. I keep telling them that. So let it go, but you know, let it go. 
Governor, did you do it? Huh? Did you do it? I saw you have your phone in your hand. Did I do what? Ask Siri, how do I vote fast? No, no. I oh. like <laughs> because I picked up my phone to do it, and then I saw you do it too. And I was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll say when when we throw a wrench, when we have a little bit of change, whether it's internal change, external change, environmental change, that trust becomes very fragile as well. You know, and then it's not because it's broken; it's just different, and yeah. that makes it all kinds of different and it's like it's capital t lowercase r lowercase u capital s and lowercase t and it's a completely different thing rather than see, just picking with a content see, see, and, and when these people are picking up their phone and they're talking to siri or they're looking at social media go back and, and look at the great relationships with the people that had the best careers and the longevity in the sport Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Lamariano likes to talk about the 1.5 coaches that the average Olympic gold medalist has, <laughs> right? There's a trust factor there. But yeah. instead of, you know, doing history and figuring out how to be great, they just do current to find out how to have fun. Yeah. And that's, and that's the issue. So you got to well, try, like, you know, that, that, that's got to be established in the recruiting process. You know? Well, that's the irony of it to me, right? And I think we all agree that trust both ways athlete to coach coach to athlete is probably the most crucial piece but the irony of the social media piece is we live in this world today where information is so easily accessed so easily shared you have a window into what other people are doing right <clears throat> a couple of years ago i had an athlete of mine ask a question why the the question that, that lucius refers to why aren't we doing X when program X is doing X? And I'm like, I literally said, I was like, you got all this time to be on your phone to find out what their program is doing, but you didn't take the time to Google my resume versus theirs. Hmm. <laughs> like, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> and so it's, it's, they choose the information that they want, right? And they only choose it in theory to create the answer that they think they want to hear and it and it can and it can become a very burdensome task when the trust issue isn't there i got a team of like 85 percent freshmen right now and what me and my staff are doing every day is trying to find creative ways to build that rapport because some of all of them we felt were successful high school athletes hence why they're on our campus right well some of them are coached by their fathers some by their mothers. Some of them had club coaches that they grew up with. Some of them never been coached a day in their life. That's a whole different level of trust problem. Like I'm yes. just talented. No one ever pays me any, any attention, right? And so it's all this personality management that you have to go through every day just to get to a place where they believe you when you say something. And it's, it's difficult, but you better be good at it because without that, you're not gonna fall, you're not gonna come close to your goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys have been in my head all day today. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Super awesome. Um, well, good. And, and kind of growing off of that notion, you know, knowing that not what the current state of mental health is with our student athletes, but kind of, again, the fragileness of it within our programs with the student athletes. 
you know, what are some suggestions to aid or develop healthy training environments, again, in maintaining I got a simple one for you. One, acknowledgement. And two, just create space to remind them that you're acknowledging. For example, right now, the bulk of our team, our practice starts at two o'clock. Well, back when I was training with John Smith, we he used to always make us run four laps as a warm-up, right? Stride the straightaways, walk the turns, however long it took, it took. And his attitude was, y'all can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can talk about whatever you want. But when these four laps are done, I need you to lock in, right? So in the spirit of that, you know, I went to staff. I'm like, look, practice starts at two. They need to be here at two. But for 15 minutes, leave them alone. And I told him, like, y'all can do whatever you want with your 15 minutes. You can lay down. You can run, you can run TikTok. You can do whatever you want. I'll be in the TikTok, right? Whatever it is. But when that 15 minutes is over, I need y'all to lock in. And honestly, I thought it was something super simple. It was almost a throwaway idea for me. And then we had uh, the Mountain West Mental Health Summit. And like four or five of my kids shouted us out for that. I was like, oh, like y'all really like that. Like, okay, cool. Like that's dope. It, and it was just trying me trying to find a way to acknowledge how they are and what they need, right? I'm over there making sure the workouts are right for the 15 minutes, right? <laughs> whatever. But it's a little thing, but apparently it's it's big for them. So just acknowledge it and find ways to to point it out and remind them that you care about it. Yeah, I you know, I, I think look, we're all old enough to have competed in the in the era where your coach didn't care about your feelings at all <laughs> at all like i literally had a coach say to me f your feelings that ain't what we're here for and i was like got it you will never ever hear me talk about how i feel again and you know look i'm very proud of my career but i would be the first person to say this the vast majority of my career was based off of anger and proving people wrong. And when my career was over and I started having kids, I realized that is really not healthy. <laughs> like I can't coach that way. I can't coach. I, like I never really had to worry about thinking autobiographically because I just did like coaching someone it's not that I was coached poorly but let's be clear I love my coaches they did a great job with me but we got to go all the way back to when I first started being an athlete right like I was honed that way from the beginning like you don't talk about your feelings and toughness is the thing you walk through the gate with right not mental toughness toughness right if the bone is not exposed through the skin we compete you know that kind of stuff um and, and you realize like it, 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 it breeds angry athletes and there's, you know, anger is a fuel, no question about it. Look, I, I'm, I, like I said, I did it, but man, you can make some really unhealthy people that way, you know? And, and so you realize like, all right, as a as an old dog like there's some new tricks that are like cool to learn 
you know, like, like letting go of certain things that, that like meant too much to you in the coaching world, right? Never throw the baby out of the bathwater, but just understanding that a little give and take is probably the best way, right? And, and here's a, here's a tidbit I'll throw out there for all of you younger coaches. Every year you should coach your athletes a little less and get to know them a little more. The, the, the trust rope should get pulled in their direction a little bit more every year. You always got to coach them. But their opinions and their verbiage back to you, you should have deaf ears in year one. But by year four, you might hear a time or two. <laughs> you might hear a suggestion or two. You're still probably not going to, but at least you hear them and acknowledge it. But you're not supposed to coach seniors the same way you coach freshmen. It's not a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so I, I I need clarification on that one. Um, that because the no, no I, I'm good because the problem you have is when you start allowing the senior and the freshman sees what the senior is doing, the freshman is therefore going to want the same thing. <laughs> and and maybe I do need to clarify that. I only mean in conversation and particularly one-on-one -on -one conversation with athlete and coach. I completely that, understand that what you're saying. And that conversation better happen in your office. No, for sure. For sure. And, and, okay. and, and I, I intended for that to be that way. So thank you for giving me the chance to, to clarify. Definitely outside of like, look, I always joke like mom and dad can argue, but not in front of the kids. You know, like you, when, when you're outside, like you got to tell them what to do and they all got to do what you tell them for sure. For sure. Well, so I said I had that conversation today, actually, the one that you're talking about with the freshmen. Um, and I said, you know, you're going to hear me say less to those who have returned or returned more times than others um, and those who are on their way out. I said, because we're fixing less, we're managing more. So you may not like my voice as much. And so sorry for your life. But it's happening. You, got, you you guys must have different kids because I you know I'm, I'm teaching the same stuff every day. You know I I I I know I, man, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a little bit OCD or so. I don't know. But um, I mean more. I, I'm teaching it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I give feedback the same way every year as if they've never heard it before in their lives. Well, I think part of that, to be honest, is there's a huge sameness with you. You've been in the same place for 20 something years. Right? So like- He just so called like, me old. He just called no, me old. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Not at all. That's twice tonight, sir. I, I didn't okay. even call you old. I'm it just saying like, there, there, is a, there, there is something to be said for that. Right? And, and I mean, it, look, it's not better or worse. It's just different. Well, I-, I I'll chime in here and, and what my aim is that, you know, and, and I think this is what part of what um, uh, LaMariano was trying to get at is that you have been pushing a, a philosophy, you've been pushing a methodology, how you're going about things, what we're doing from September through December, what we're doing from January through June. And there's a rhythm, right? And there's a, there's a 
you know, way of doing things based on where you're, you're at. And for me, I want, like, so right now, I have four to five athletes in my training group that know exactly what I'm going to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, okay? If for whatever reason I'm not there or if I'm gonna be late or anything like that, I don't have to worry about it. But the amount of time that I've had to spend two, three years building that into them and getting them to understand that you are taking responsibility for this, right? This is your, this is your career, right? And at some point, I would hope that you are grasping what it is we're doing and you have some understanding. So by the time the, the program is sent out and whatever, you've already gone through it, you know exactly what we're doing, almost to the point where you're, know, you're knowing how you're going to feel on certain days and all of that. So I push it constantly where I cannot be in a thousand places at one time. Okay, so I have to have that, that core group of kids that have been in it, they understand it, and they can actually be an extension of me, right? Now, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally that, agree with that. That's the point. That's that, the point. That, that, that doesn't change the, the words that are coming out of my mouth, though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not, because, I'm not saying I think, that I, at I, all. I, I, I think that it's important that they hear it from me. Like, you know, like I start off every year as if they have no clue what I'm talking about. Mm. And I preach the narrative every year because I'm not sure there's ever anything wrong with a subtle reminder of what's going on. Yeah. And so, and it also, what it does is because now when I'm teaching, now that that prompts the senior to teach, mm -hmm. right? Because now he or she can say, hey, this is what he's trying to explain to you. Mm -hmm. it's a reminder to them and then they can go I mean I've seen it happen where they're walking back and they're like they're making arm gestures and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know so I'm not disagreeing with you guys saying I'm just saying I'm just you know I'm a little over the top with it I guess you know no, no and I think that that's good and I, I, mean, I think I think Kelly, we're, we're getting to it so we know? need to do that more that's what I hear. what 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 did you what did you say I said you're winning, so that means we need to do that more. No, that's not one. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just no. kidding. That's what no, I saw on no, social no, media. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I, I just think like you know when it comes to the, to the to the mental health piece of this, you know, I think that acknowledgement is key. You know, listening is key, um, and it goes back to the trust thing, building a trust with them, <laughs> and and letting them know that you have their back. You know, if somebody's having a bad day, you know, don't just say suck it up and get through it like we were told. Mm -hmm. You know, gosh, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's not uncommon if somebody's having a bad day. Hey, go in there, hang out with the trainers, you know, go go let, you know, Matt and the way you know what's going on. And, you know, maybe you just get a mental health day every now and then, you know, but, but like, you know, like it's real, you know, it is. And I think that, you know, you have to be cognizant of it. You have to be, you know, you just have to be aware of the signals and they're, they're different from every athlete. Yeah. They are. So to build and kind of bring it all together too is um, my word for all of that is exchange, creating exchange and letting it be visible with the other athletes as well. So they have a feeling of safety to be vulnerable for a moment, um, you know, and, and making it appropriate at the right time too. Like someone has a little outburst 
you have a silent conversation with them, but they see an exchange, the outsiders see an exchange. And then we visit it when it's a more appropriate time, you know, or, you know, there's a freshman who is having a mental health day because they're younger and they're transitioning and whatnot. And the senior sees like, there's a vulnerability to it. I can still be vulnerable. And my coach is going to listen to what I'm saying and maybe put me in my spot or put me in the spot that I'm supposed to be in. Yeah, so, and, and, oh, and I think that, you know, it, 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 it depends on the conversation. Now, if the mm-hmm. conversation is about, you know, a mental health issue or a physical health issue, I'm listening all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not having conversations with anybody about what we should be doing training-wise. Exactly. No. You can be a 12-year senior thanks to COVID, <laughs> and it's not happening. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> not just it's for my heart, even hearing that joking. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, did, I, I did just see there's a thing there's a there's a there's a football player in Division Two this year is playing his eighth year. Wow, God, uh, he's had wow. two medical redshirts, mm-hmm. as as predicted by the EP at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, uh, and and you know what? Here's what I'll say. I have no truck with medical redshirts, right? Like like. He had, like, he tore his knee, like, three ligaments in one of the things, and the other thing, like, he had sort of like a cardiac deal, right? Like, if you still want to go back and do college sports, and it's obviously not about the profession for you anymore, right? You know what? Look, good on you, right? And my my man's on his second, he's on his second uh, master's degree. I mean, so so he's also been you know pimping the system, which is good for him. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not even a college coach, and I can't wait till <coughs> the COVID till the COVID calendar has cleared itself. Yeah, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close. Believe me, oh. <laughs> I'm counting, ticking down the days, years. Am I um, correct? Am I correct? Uh, SATs are due next fall like SATs are back next fall isn't that what I'm in California SATs are done. yeah no it's not across the board okay institutional yeah and I was gonna say so, for the record it never went away here so really that's wild wow okay we have we have lost a couple of big time recruits because they had to take the SAT or ACT and mm. school X said, hey, why would you do that? Well, you can just come on over here. Yeah. <laughs> I know the junior college ranks in general, they lament that decision tremendously because there's mm. a great number of kids that, that would have just flat out been junior Absolutely. kids Absolutely. if they had to take the SAT and they don't. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So as we naturally segued into some chaos um let's just go head first and cannonball that boy in uh college football chaos Oof. man i, I want to go first but <laughs> before before clyde gets to it i, I said i said that usc was gonna come out of the west and i still think that they can but they stumbled up in <laughs> They stumbled up in Utah mm-hmm. because people don't understand if you don't live in the West, playing football at BYU 
in a night game or playing football at the University of Utah as a night game is one of the hardest things to do in this country. Mm. Yeah. Go for it, Clyde. <laughs> hey, listen. It's it's my it's my favorite it's my favorite time of the year for college football right right about now as you approach Halloween and the powers that be show their hand and set the table the way it needs to be set first of all once again you're not running the table in the Pac-12 Utah's a damn good football team yeah went in there at that place altitude and all this other stuff I. I'm surprised the game was as close as it was. It was a great game. The only game better than that this weekend was the Tennessee um, uh, Alabama game, which was phenomenal. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The the T no 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 the TCU game was just as good. Yes, hundred percent, sir. Hundred percent. I hear you. It <laughs> double digit double digit comeback and 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 wins in double overtime. Like it just means more. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you figured that out. I'm done. Oh, oh, but, and and let, let me be clear with what I'm saying. So when I say set the table, some teams have played seven games, some teams have played six. The official rankings aren't out yet, but the table has been set because Alabama lost that game and they only fell to number six. And they're not really number six. They're number five because don't get it twisted. Michigan and Ohio State are going to play each other eventually. Someone's going to win, and the loser is going to fall out of the top five. But when Georgia plays Tennessee and someone loses, they're not going to fall out of the top five. And Alabama will just continue because they're in the East. If they continue to win, they're going to be in Atlanta for the championship game. The loser of the Tennessee-Georgia game will be one loss, Mm -hmm. but not in the championship game. Yeah, and they have set the table for three out of the four SEC. They who is who is that? Powers <laughs> that be that control the table setting of. Okay, the- so okay, so maybe <sighs> it was the powers that be that kicked the freaking winning field goal from Tennessee. That happened. That what happened? No, 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 sir, I'm not. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. See, I, I love to hear you spew this nonsense. I never said the games are rigged. I never said. No, that. But, 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 the, but the, then, but then how? Then how? Then if the, the games are rigged, then, are rigged. Then, hold on a second. Okay, but the they rankings, can't be rigged sure. because the rankings are based on what happens on the field. Oh, that's a lie. So it can't be. But you. So. It can't be. <laughs> so. Because don't said rankings change every time somebody gets beat. So therefore they're based on Wait, but they don't change. No, but they, but but they, they change, they change when two teams hold win. Hold they don't hold change hold equitably hold for everybody. And we've hold seen hold teams hold win hold a hold game hold and drop so, uh, I, I am going I, you know, I greatly apologize. I will allow you to continue with your idiocy and I will not bother you again. Because all I'm gonna tell you is this. Okay. Whatever two SEC football teams that said fictitious people put into the league, into the not playoff, as you're going to call it, one of them is going to win. So that's all that matters. Cool. And I'm done. Yeah, when, you got 50, <laughs> when you start the season with a 50-50 shot at the championship. Hey, 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 hey no, no, no. But the bottom line is this. As I've been saying to you for the last two years now, you refuse to hear. Okay? Regardless of how they get there, when they get there, they win. 
But sir, I'm talking about But hold up. Now, yeah, you are. But I'm maybe about how it, they get there. The fraudulent exactly. is okay, how okay, they Okay, exactly. But then, okay, so we're going to say they get there fraudulent. Hold on a second now. If the, if it, the process is fraudulent how they get there, then why, how come very few times anybody beats them when they do if they don't belong? Mm. I'll wait for that until you, until Kai graduates college. And you ain't got to answer that. <laughs> table is set but that's fine exactly. I'm, I'm very see, and you did I'm not very, answer my question sir. it's very com i told you because the table is set it's very okay, but okay I, but, the, but you very you very what, what herb what, what herb said you have to play the game yeah they have to you play to win the game what herb said exactly you, win the game. you still have to play it. so so play. here here's so a good question for you, you Clyde. here's a good question for you because sure. i think this is a, a better route to get to your chaos narrative mm -hmm. But can you just can you name the teams that you talk feel about the chaos, not no. about the idiocy? In your opinion, Clyde, no, can you tell me the teams that still have a legitimate chance of being in the four? Sure. Uh, legitimate chance. Can I I'm not being sarcastic. How do you define legitimate? This is your definition. Like in your mind, who do you think still has a chance to be in the four? Because obviously all the teams don't. Sure. So TCU would have to be undefeated, but that won't necessarily be enough because as you see, the table has been set. So um, the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game has a chance. Um, the Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama all have a chance and probably will be in. In theory, Ole Miss has a chance if they could beat Alabama, but we all know that's probably not gonna happen. So anyone, any one of those top four of the SEC, TCU, if they can run the table and a whole bunch of help, um, UCLA is undefeated. They have no shot unless they ran the table, much like TCU. Um, USC is going to be locked out. Oklahoma State's going to be locked out. Oregon's going to be locked out. You're forgetting um, a team for sure. Um, I'm hold on. Oh, uh, well, no. That's yes, currently right. undefeated right now. Getting the Clemson Tigers who are currently <laughs> undefeated. Oh, no, 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 no. No, so Clemson's the buffer. Clemson's sitting there, like, I, that's what I was trying to get to. Clemson is the buffer, right? Clemson, because they've had excellent teams in the past, they're, <laughs> one, of the, they're one of the sexy teams. So they represent the floor between – that's why they put Alabama right behind them because it would be offensive to put them ahead of Clemson, right? Now, if Clemson was UCLA – Oh, no problem. We got no problem leaving Alabama with their one loss at six above those people, right? But it's it's all reputation-based. Clemson's sitting there. Clemson runs the table in the ACC, which is totally plausible. They've done it many times. The, the Who's going to get the other spot is very, very interesting right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find it very interesting because the like TCU is the is the litmus test for for Clyde's chaos theory, right? If you look at what's remaining on their schedule, so first of all, TCU has played and beaten three ranked teams already. They still have on their schedule Kansas State. They still have on their schedule Texas, who is currently number twenty, right? And they still I'm just saying, listen, it's just talking about what's going on today, yeah, 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 yeah. right? And they still have on their schedule Texas Tech, right? So they still got three quality games. And obviously they have to win them all because, look, a one-loss Big 12 team is literally never getting in unless you're named Oklahoma. It's just never going to happen. Unless it's Oklahoma. Right, and it's just never going to happen. So, so, but the thing is, 
if TCU runs the table, that will be really interesting to see because they're currently behind Alabama. Yeah. Right. So if Alabama wins the rest of their games, there's not a world where TCU passes them. No, none. No. Right. I mean, Michigan, okay, and Cle- so, Michigan and Clemson both won this week and they flip flop. So, 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 so the very first. That's right. Ranking has come out now. Uh, I think it's next. Up, it comes out next week, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So we're commenting on something that hasn't even existed yet. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are friends. You guys, hold on, chaos, sir. Hold on a second. No, it's not called chaos. It's called idiocy when you're commenting about something that doesn't exist. So, sir, you wait. This, hold on a second. We had a lot of great football games. We had a lot of great plays in college football last week. We had some blunders. And all we've talked about, as usual, is <laughs> the conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy so, theory, sir. You asked hold on, me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, chaos okay, hold on, theory hold on, okay, as okay. I see hold it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I ain't asked you anything. The EP <laughs> asked you that. Okay. So, but again, we don't. We we never discuss college football. Everybody can. You know, anybody that watches this show in any consistent basis can tell you exactly what's about to come out of your mouth. We do this. Because the chaos and look, 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 because the, the chaos, chaos and the, 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 the rankings and the narrative are far more interesting than most okay, of so, the games. So, okay, Thank all you. Right, so can we wait for the ranking that matters to come out before you start having conjecture about what there is? Because you won't have any no idea. Than what okay, you're okay. Looking at. Oh, they, they, oh, they have been in the past. By, by, by what measure? Okay, okay, by a lot of measures. Everything if, if I just said, been, the floor is going to be the floor. And the okay. SEC, we will see whenever position every time, yeah, guaranteed. Exactly. And and then two of them will get in the playoff, and one of them will win the whole thing. So then we're fine. There you go. Right now, they have set the table for three to get in. They're three that, SEC for, teams for that to happen. Game. No, listen for that to happen. See, see we, we went through this. Alabama, 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 Tennessee, and Georgia are not all getting in. Stop it. Wait a minute, sir. Can can you take you take? <laughs> They're one not second? all. Can you take getting one second to actually ponder what I said. But they they Hello. could though. Okay, they hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Holy, hold on a second. They are not all getting in. <laughs> we okay. went through this last year when y'all wanted to target you with me, and I told you who the last four teams are going to be, and they were. Well, and last so, year there wasn't know. a third. Last year there wasn't a third viable. Okay, I don't. Okay, it does. It doesn't matter. Okay, there there are three viable teams in the SEC. No, there's the two four of on them, paper, right? Okay, hold hold on a second. Two of them may get to the playoffs. Okay, there will not be oh, three SEC. That's a guarantee. Hold on. Okay, we will see. Guarantee. Okay, we we will see. There's no guarantee. We will see when the rankings come out. In the committee hotel room right now, they have two. Pegs that say SEC one and SEC two. They don't have names on them yet. They just have two. Um, that so. is that. That is, hold on a second. That is now three years in a row you've used that line. So that's what I said. I knew, I know you were going to say stuff. So, hey, but like but I said, I'm we we will we Alabama's shall the, wait as you know. See. If Alabama runs the table, beats Ole Miss, ends up in Atlanta, and wins in Atlanta, by definition, that will mean and they, and then, Georgia then, or then, Tennessee. In that case, Georgia in that case, they would belong. In have one loss, and the other Georgia or Tennessee will also have one <laughs> loss. Don't let Tennessee beat Georgia, and Georgia sitting there by themselves and don't even have to play in the title game with one loss. Oh, that is your all three get in scenario right there. I was going to say that's the scenario. That's absolutely the scenario, and you smiling because you Not, know. I'm, right. I'm smiling. No. 
or he's he smiling because he knows not happening. It I won't just, happen. I, I just find it funny that the that the top ten. The t- listen, I'm not gonna say it's predictable, predictable, but it's predictable. Like the top ten currently includes what? I, I'm not even looking at it. It's four SEC schools. Yep. Four two out big, of seven. Two, two out big of top seven. Two Big Ten schools, right? Yep. Uh, two. Uh, Pac-12 schools, but they're towards oh, the bottom. Yeah, nine see, and ten. yeah, yeah. They just say towards the bottom of the ten, so that's yeah. eight. One ACC school. Yep, that's Clemson, and one Big Twelve school. Absolutely right. That's the scenario. Same playbook every year. It's the same playbook. Okay, every hold, year. okay, hold on a second. So then, let me be the the idiot on the screen. Who's out in there that belongs? It, it, sorry, oh, it's not, that's not. It's not. No, 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 no. See, no, see, he's, see. We're not. No, hold on a second. I would just like one time somebody answer my question. I'm going to. Every time I ask, no, 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 you don't ask my question. But you go, as soon as you say it's not about that. All right, well, two, you not, answer question. Then you're, then you're not answering my question. Do you answer his question? No, I'm not asking. I didn't ask you. I don't. So you're asking me, but you don't want me to answer the question? No, no. I, no, I'm sorry. Okay, well, here's, I, I, don't want, I, have a I don't want you to answer the question. What was Tennessee, what was Tennessee ranked before this weekend? Um, I want to say six. Six. Okay. Six, yeah. So three played six and six won, right? So they just flip flops spots, right? Right. Am I correct? Yes. Bama went to six and Tennessee went to three. Yep. Right. So that actually makes sense to me. But what doesn't make sense to me is Clemson started the week four, Michigan started the week five. They both won and they got flip flopped. Yeah. Oh, but these, but see, that's a, that's an irrelevant argument because neither one of them are SEC schools. No, no, th- th- this was the argument I was making earlier. It's just that oh. it is very, very, it's very unevenly handed <laughs> the moves that happen from the week to week. The rises and the falls are definitely They're just very uneven. Depending on where you are, 100%. And, and then the million dollar question is if there's what two. Was, what, what was uneven about? Sir, USC dropped all the way. To oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I'm, not, I'm talking to because because USC lost to Utah, who was ranked number twenty, who lost to Florida, who's unranked. No, no, I got all that. That's, I wasn't talking about USC. I was well, asking I'm talking, about. I'm talking was, the clock. Was Florida unranked? They, wait, was Florida unranked when they lost them? No, they weren't. When, no, Florida was not ranked when they, when they lost to Utah. You're both wrong. <laughs> You're both asking, wrong. I, I didn't have oh, no, no, I'm telling you. No, 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 because when he said they were, you smiled and shook your head. They were not ranked. So Utah lost to an unranked Florida team that then got ranked and has proven to never have should have been ranked. Right? <laughs> so USC then loses to a Utah team who has lost to a team that has won one SEC game. <laughs> sure, I get that. Like but I then quit. the Pac-12 is such a wanted conference because they beat up on each other all the time. No. So so so, said, want, no, so, no. so so hold on a second. So so hold on a second. No, hold on a second. That was my statement, not yours. I didn't say Clyde said that's my statement. So but yeah. so, so, so hold on, I, hold on a second. I just want to get back to my to my narrative in the first place. But the bottom line is when you're talking about why did you say there's nothing uneven about Alabama lost to the number six team in the country on their on their home field. Okay. USC lost to the 20th ranked team in the country on their home field, who has a horrible, whatever y'all, um, track record. They lost to the, a team that's not ranked, that's not very good. That, that's interesting because the narrative forever 
is that the the SEC is so overwhelmingly difficult because everybody's good in the conference. And even if you're a third, fourth, fifth place team, like that team is better than you. the number one team in any other conference. So <laughs> well, clearly in this, hold on. And clearly in this case, <laughs> they are because a team in the SEC that's not very good beat a team that you guys said was the best team in the, in the Pac-12. So you just proved my point. So sure. maybe you guys so holler at me when Gainesville loads up the, the private planes and flies to you. Hold on a second. For, for the hold on a second. Season okay. That, that's, okay, that that's, okay. Hold, hold on a second. That's going to happen next year. So awesome. now you know. Let's see how right. that goes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Awesome. It doesn't, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. It doesn't matter how it goes. Well, it absolutely does. No, no, it does You're right. You're absolutely right. It doesn't. Because when they lose the game, Utah won't get credit for it. Okay, hold on a second. But Utah because, won't get any credit for it at all. You, should, you shouldn't get credit for losing to a team that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Or, or, beating, or beating a team that's not very good. Sure. Is Utah a good football team, sir? Clearly, they, they, they beat the team that you guys said was the best in the Pac-12. Um, so they must no, be a good football team. I, I didn't say that. Somebody on these tiles said it. I didn't say that. I said weeks ago that USC was going to lose the game in Utah. I still yeah, look, and they did, but that does look. I, I had no, I had no The funny thing about the the funny thing about the whole narrative here is this: is that the the Utah team lost to a team that's not very good in the SEC. They're one in three in the SEC. So none of so that explains to but, but, me how Michigan and Clemson flip flops. That that was my initial question. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. See, I'm, okay, I'm I'm good with you, but I don't but I don't understand. I don't understand why they flip flop either. Okay, other other than Michigan beat up on supposedly a pretty good Penn State team, right? Mm-hmm. And Clemson struggled a little bit with Florida State. To beat Florida State, yes, sir. I, yeah, I have, struggled a little I have bit. the answer. I have the answer for you. I'm only talking to you, EP, because, you know, Lucius is going to believe I'm trolling him, and I'm not. Why did they flip-flop? Because you have to set the table as well no, as you can to do with the table. for the Ohio State-Michigan no. showdown. It's a no. better situation if when that game arrives. Okay, okay hold on a second. Okay, look, common sense. Michigan beat up on a Penn State team that was ranked in the top 10 at the time. They destroyed them. Yep. Clemson went into Florida State and struggled. That's why it happened. Okay. It has nothing to do with all this conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy. It, oh, it definitely is. It's definitely conspiracy it's, theory. It's a system. Well, okay. I, I will okay. tell you and, this. And, and it, guess it'll what? Be, it'll if, be if, very if, I'm vo- if I'm voting for those positions, I see those things happen. It's a natural thing to go, hey, you know, Michigan look pretty daggum good, man. They look real good. And Clemson, nah, not so much. So maybe we flop them a little bit. You know? It listen, wait, wait. It, it, it isn't gonna it matter. Come out. So because 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 didn't didn't Alabama drop from number one to number three because they struggled a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think they did. To, to annoy who? Georgia. Forget the anointing. See. See, this is why I don't talk to you because you are capable of answering questions. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm, be, I'm, beginning, I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm beginning to wonder, like, if you have there's like some kind of issue with you because no, you sir. refuse to I, answer I, a question. I, I have, I have, you refuse to answer questions. 
I answered your question. No, you, you didn't. like my answer. That's that's not oh. the same thing. No, no, hold on, hold on a second. No, because because it wasn't an answer. It was you trying to be right, and you're right. right. Well, you know, Clyde, you're right. Sir, there, there's right conspiracy theory. It's you not know, about right. The three SEC and three SEC teams are going to make the playoff. I didn't say that they're going to make the playoff. I said that the table has been set for it to happen. And that table would not be set for any other people for that purpose. It is a system as consistent as white privilege. This table gets set every Oh, that's awful. That's awful. SEC privilege and white privilege work the exact same way. That's (laughs) awful. Okay, on that uh, one, we're moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, on that that, one. That's about to get ugly. You need you're you need to be ashamed of yourself. Right? <laughs> Same thing. It's a power structure design. Hold, 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 hold on a second. Oh. Now, see, it's not racist. You are. I wasn't, out of I wasn't pocket. calling it racist. Right? You're out of pocket. I'm not. Out of pocket. I'm not yeah. at all. Way out of pocket. Oh. <laughs> it's a perfect like, sports analogy. You are so far out of pocket. Age it's a perfect sports analogy. All right, okay. to r- well, wrangle us you. in. Yeah. No, wrangle them in. <laughs> Governor, I hope the Tamiflu doesn't cloud your judgment on this Woods and Dodger segment. So, I know, right? We'll okay. up. Would you rather... Okay. <laughs> would you rather eat Jimmy John's or Firehouse Subs? Firehouse. Ooh. Would... <laughs> Firehouse. <laughs> Firehouse. Firehouse. Firehouse is great. Would you rather beat Texas State in football or beat Texas State in the four by one? Four by one. I'm surprised he called. Yes. <laughs> Would you rather sleep on an air mattress or on a sofa bed? Sofa bed. <laughs> I have never I- had a good experience with an air mattress in my entire life. Those things are the worst inventions known to man. Like you have to get a, you have to pay the price for the good one. You gotta get the Costco joint. The cheap ones are terrible. You, They're you, wonderful you. for little kids. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. They're not wonderful for big bone black people. No, <laughs> no. they're not. Sorry. <laughs> With Halloween coming up, <laughs> would you rather eat Smarties or Nerds? Oh, did you say Smarties? She mm-hmm. did. What do you know about Smarties? Google. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like love British Smarties. Smarties. Are you talking about hey, the small little things with your sugar? baby, man. We've had you're two, you're twelve. You don't know anything about Smarties. <laughs> They're amazing. Yes, Smarties. All day. Okay. Would you rather go to convention? Or not go to convention. Ooh, that is look, that's hey. the best question Chew has ever asked. Eddie, I like it. It's that was the Eddie. best one ever. Oh. Um I would rather family time. Got it. So you're on the LLC now. You belong at convention. There you go. <laughs> you know, you can always take your family to conventions. You know? yeah, this this is true. This is true. <laughs> Would you rather be a football compliance person or a football equipment manager? Man, equipment manager. All day. Is it any better? That's why I said it. I'm like, mm. oh, I, I mean, the amount of gear that falls through the cracks in a football. Oh, oh yeah. 
That's true. I didn't think about that. It is absolutely. It is criminal. That is crazy. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, this is a, this is a coaching. Would you rather? Mm -hmm. Would you rather spend 48 hours discussing the jumps with Randy Huntington or Pedroso? Um, Randy Huntington. I, I love that man's mind. And, uh, that is actually on my bucket list to sit down and have a cup of coffee with that man because he is, um, I don't think he's, first of all, I don't think he'll ever get the credit for what he's done in China. And the fact that, true. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, that that is nothing but miraculous what he's been able to do with not very much either. So yeah, kudos to that man. I mean, can we get Randy on the phone? I feel like we should be able to make that. hundred percent. Yes. I mean, he's been going on to PACA, so just saying. Yeah. <laughs> he was on PACA tonight. Tomorrow. And then he was Tomorrow, like, on, like two weeks ago yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever the PACA. Yeah, we could we could definitely we could definitely get Randy on the show, and that would be fun. That that would be fun, at least for me and Kareem. I, I would I would need I would need some time. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think we're going to enforce a rule. You guys need to be better prepared. <laughs> you, know, you know, for a week, the man was going to be on the thing. And then you can't take forever okay, to ask a question. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Pause. I, you, sir, Lucius, might be the only one, and I'm including Chu, the only one who knows who's going to be on when the show starts. You are the only one that knows. Um, no, 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 Lamariano knows. No, he doesn't. He knows. Yes, no, he absolutely does. does not. Yes, oh, yes, he, he does. All the time. Yes, he does. Yes, because, because on more than one occasion, he has told you who was on. <laughs> I, I definitely do. I definitely yeah. do. Okay. Uh, so that would leave you. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't know. I have no idea. I'm surprised exactly. every week. I'm all surprised. Right. Exactly. All right, Governor. Uh, mine is, I guess, relatively simple. Uh, would you rather go to game seven of the World Series, the Super Bowl, or game seven of the NBA championship? NBA championship. No matter where it is? Yes. What if it's in Utah? The yeah. NBA championship? Possible. Game, game seven? Sure, it's possible. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, let's make it sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, look. I I have been around in long enough to to understand like first of all game 7 in the in the world series has a really really good chance of being very cold <laughs> okay has yes. a very good chance there is Same a shot thing. of that it has a you know I mean football could be in a dome but I know for a fact that being in that crowd is not the same as being in a regular season where you have, 
an equal amount of fans. I mean, it, it it's different. But NBA Finals Game Seven. Oh man! I'm hey, there. look, I'm with you, and we're gonna we're gonna be in Utah or wherever it is. <laughs> eating firehouse subs, brother. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> love it. I, I did forget about Firehouse Sub has a pastrami sandwich I love. So, oh man, trust Ooh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Jimmy John's is always more convenient, but Firehouse is the move. I've had I had a bad experience with Jimmy John's, and I've never eaten it since. Oh man. All right. So I want to kind of be nice to you guys because oh. I like. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. So, who's going to win the NFC East? The uh, NFC East? He said, I want to be nice to you. And he asked the question yeah. after, no, the man, it's a after the man's team took, took a punching it, in the face from the Eagles. But, but, but no, no, no. Ah. But they, have, they have excuses if they want them, right? We, we've seen enough evidence right now. He, you see this right here? You know I, know that is? I know they're in third place. That's, that's all I'm saying. I <laughs> um, I believe the Eagles will win the NFC East. See, he's a rational man. That's why. <laughs> you know what I heard all damn week? Don't say the Cowboys. All week. Well, no. of course. I mean, no sir, I live in Texas. The, the Cowboys are winning. The Cowboys are, are 11 times Super Bowl champions in a row because they're going to win it every year. Yeah. Dakota is returning. They're going to run the table. That's all I heard all week. So I wanted some clarity from an actual. No. I sat in a room today with three very rabid Cowboy fans. (laughs) And they all three said they just hope they can make the playoffs. Yes. That is my hope. That is my hope. Yes. It's it's funny. funny. Because, you know, I sat at a at a youth baseball tournament this weekend listening to Cowboys fans run off at the gums right right before the game started. Because we always watch the games while we're watching the baseball games. And I said, well, this is going to be interesting because when the day is over, you, the Cowboys are going to be in third. And they just looked at me and I was like, oh, y'all don't think that could happen? Okay, watch. So then when we when the Giants beat the Ravens, I heard crickets and I was like, oh, see, so now the reality has come to you. If you don't beat the Eagles, you're going to be in third. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I know it's a diversion because we're almost done. Brian, Brian Dayball is coach of the year right now. 100%. Like, if you ever need an example of how much coaching matters in the NFL, the New York football giants. The rest of the NFL, you know what's funny? You know what the Giants offense looks like right now? So Lucius to remember this when Percy Harvin was at Florida, right? And it was, was it Harvin and Tebow? Mm-hmm. Right. So like it had, a, they had this, this like pinwheel and it had the Gators offense. Right. And every single one of the little slices was like, it was like Percy Harvin left, Percy Harvin, right. Tebow left Tebow. Right? <laughs> like that, that's the giants. Like, look, we have one legitimate. Well, you know. I want you to weapon. stop disrespecting my Florida Gators because there was a lot of teams, a lot of weapons on that team. Oh, I agree. I'm just telling you, like, I remember the, the pinwheel thing. I mean, I great, great, it. great, great, great analogy. Great analogy. Great analogy. I mean, <laughs> the, the Giants have, we have one weapon, right? 
and 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 Saquon has played wide receiver, running back, and quarterback this year. <laughs> wow, very creatively. I mean, we have one weapon and Daniel Jones. That's what we is, have. Is that, so, is that the same Gator team that's like the infamous criminal team too? Is that the same roster? There you go again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just I've got for no reason. All I know is this when that 30 for 30 is made, it will be the best 30. That 30 for 30, 30 ain't made ain't ever. <laughs> that ain't one that yeah. one ain't getting made. So I've got a I've got a hypothetical. This has to be hypothetical. Someone uh and this this is how like you know you know that uh folks are reaching, like reaching really badly. Someone has now put out a mock first schedule for Texas in the SEC, right? <laughs> so the season starts at Ohio State on August 30th, then San Jose State, then Tech, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma, Mississippi State at Auburn, Alabama at home, LSU, Kentucky, AM. What do you think that record would be? It'll be a losing one for sure. Um, <laughs> I, wait, I, I was sort of listening. Is the Red River shootout still going to be on their schedule? Yes. Well, so, it, it, it's scheduled for the middle of the season. So think about that, right? Mm -hmm. If they play an SEC slate and play Ohio State in the first game, they got to have the hardest strength of schedule of anybody in the country. Without a doubt. Well, I, I don't see how that's a mock SEC schedule because they missed the three games against the cupcakes. There's only two now. There's only two. Well, see, two so, so, so since you want to keep throwing shots at the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> see, the Y'all don't have to play cupcakes because your whole league's a cupcake. Oh, that's what they, who's y'all? I, who's y'all? <laughs> My current school? Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> hey, so I think I think they stay good at football. I have no idea. I'll just be funny. So I think the games. So I think the non-conference games are actually set in stone right now at Ohio State, San Jose State, Texas and, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma, right? Because that's now that's, oh, that's an SEC. That's an SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's before SEC play. Listen, hey, if everybody in the Power Five has pre has non conference schedules like that, college football will be much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Yep. So, all right. True. Yes. Let's wrap up the night. Let's uh, make our hearts warm again and not so cold <laughs> and give some people some love. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, Can I go first? Because mine is super simple. Yes. Go for it. My heartbeat props this week actually go out to Sir Lucius. Because if you follow the Florida Gators social media, he spent a good he, not Lucius himself, because I know he don't run the media team, but the Gators oh. have spent the last week, it's not even subtle flexing, just flexing. Mm -hmm. and, flexing. I, and I'm here for all of the flexing. You have earned it, young man. Wallow in it. <laughs> love the photos <laughs> I, you know just it, it is it is elite petty and i am here for it 
So <laughs> keep making sure that stuff gets done because it is awesome. I'll say this, Clyde. This is when the first set of pictures came out. Honestly, this is how I felt. <sighs> My work here is done. <laughs> oh no, it's it, taken it, me it was, two it decades. Flex it's, it's, it's been flex week. He will tell you. It has taken me two decades for this dude to finally admit he's the godfather and he's great and that people actually should should genuflect and kiss the ring. So we're I'm just gonna pile on and we're just gonna keep it at at, at this. But you, you forgot about the video, guys. No, oh, I haven't. Oh, oh I you forgot. Like you, forgot <laughs> you forgot the video? The, you forgot. You know, George Clinton. You forgot yeah. the, the 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 subtle. I know, right? Oh my God, <laughs> I, I said that. I was like, oh no. Oh, that yes, video. he did. Oh, yes, he did. He flashed him up. So yeah, yes. got to do that, bro. <laughs> I, showed, I showed one of the pictures <laughs> to my son. They like they need to get they need they need to get Uncle Mouse a a trophy case. Oh my gosh. Just, 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 they don't just sit me, in his office like that every day. <laughs> just tell me, just tell me when the the new school video with the DJ Khaled God did it, it playing in the background or something. Just tell right. me when that's coming. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Thank for you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I all I could hear, all I could hear in the background is DJ Khaled like, and another one, <laughs> <laughs> and another one, and another one. <laughs> So shout shout out to the University of Florida media department because I mean they are they they're not winning they have won they have won yes all, all the other media departments are just throwing in the towel like listen we just you know what he's going to retire at some point we'll be good then um I, as much as I would love to just leave it there I do I do have to uh, I do have to give a heartbeat prop to somebody who is um, very near and dear to to a couple people on this show um, because uh, this young man is uh, a young coach who is doing all the things the right way and is a product, and his own words will say it, he is a product of Coaches Collab and he is a product and an avid viewer and note taker of, athletes, of Athletics LLC. Um, and he, very, very recently uh, called me incredibly giddy and uh, he's taking a new job. Uh, he was talking about the coaching carousel and he's like, now I feel bad because I'm adding to it. <laughs> he's taking a new job as associate head coach at another program. And that is absolutely awesome. Um, so I want to send my shout out to one I, Mr. I have a question. Is it a secret who this person is? No, and where they're I, I was literally... I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can say where they're going, but I am going to say his name. His name okay. is Lane. Wait, his name wait, is Lane. Wait. What? Do you know that he's resigned yet? I know that when I talked to him, he said he was going to, and I said I won't say the place, but I'm going to say your name. And he said okay. okay. So, so I'm going to say his name. His name is Lane Fletcher, and he's an amazing young man. And like I said, he is literally a product of Coach's Collab, and I think that is tremendously awesome. Lane, you can use this as your letter of resignation. <laughs> <laughs> if you have it already, right? If you have it already, you have now, buddy. Yeah. So I want to give my heartbeat props to one Miss Parker Valby. Um, 
Parker did something that um, uh, was pretty phenomenal. Um, She ran 1858 on a course that's certified to be, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. 6K, which is a phenomenal run. Um, Parker, you know, struggled off and on with injuries here. I um, also want to give a shout out to her coach, Chris Zielinski, for, uh, you know, having the ingenuity and working with our trainers and our uh, strength and conditioning staff to get Parker to this level. But I also have a message for the, the dot-com people out there. You know, shame on you. Um, the comments and such about how Parker got here. Um, you know, I'm going to go a little Mike Gundy, I think, is one of the Gundy boys. Now I'm a grown man. You want to attack me, attack me. Chris is a grown man. You want to attack Chris, attack Chris. Leave Parker alone. She's just a great young lady out there busting her ass every single day to try to be one of the best ever. And you guys want to try to find a way to take her shot away. So my suggestion to you is, first of all, if you got something you want to say to me, just call me up, talk about it all day. But please leave that young lady. And let's learn to recognize people and have them, you know, praise their hard work and quit tearing them down because you can't do what they do. Sir, sir, that's extremely well said, but I'm sorry. I am I am not ignorant to her performance, but I am ignorant to what the hell you're talking about. Please don't tell me that the dot-coms are out there saying that y'all done drugged the girl up. Yeah. Are you? Man, look. Wow. All right, I'm cool. That's what's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh no, so the whole Florida program's on drugs now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we we've heard that, but now you're doing it with the disrefunder, so you just rude. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. I'm just disrespectful now, I guess. So. Oh my god. But anyway, leave that young lady alone, please. Wow. That's good. All, right. All right. Well, um, I'll piggyback Lamari. And just good job, Lane. So <laughs> pack, that, pack that one in. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, this was a great episode. Good information, good share, story sharing, and uh, nice notes <laughs> for the most part. But other than that, so everyone have a great week. Um, happy homecomings for those of you who have homecomings. Be safe, and we'll see each other soon. Bye, everyone. When the lights come on, the road just get to running. When the lights come on, opponents smash the plumbing. But you like it warm, hot, knife the butter. Truth pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love, punch you in the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Track and field's pace, and we'll peel to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars. Show you how to fight, but show us who you are. You lack experience, but still you wanna talk. And who is that you're talking to? Your circle's kinda small. Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming, no, won't last long. Pass a failed and sell the sad song. And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong. Just trying to give you the real that you asked for. So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow mode, but you fast forward. Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force.